Hello, my courageous beauties. This is your host, Crystal, Crystals, and um, this is Wisdom Wednesday. Another episode here. I want to thank you very much for tuning in to Courageous Beauty Podcast. So let's get into this. So this episode is called We Need an Anchor, okay? So we need an anchor. We need to meet, speak, and dwell. We need to meet which means we need to allow God to meet us in our situations because his strength is made perfect in our weakness. We need to speak, and this is in our prayer, we need to speak with him daily because he's always listening. And then we need to dwell in his presence. It's our turn to be still and to listen to what God has to say. You don't always want to just be talking, talking, talking. You want to be silent. You want to listen. And that's how you stay anchored in the Lord. Because we know for this, for the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. But in order to endure, we need an anchor. Jesus is our anchor as he sits at the right hand of our Heavenly Father, praying and making intercession for us and sent his spirit, his Holy Spirit that is. And that is the anchor that connects us to Jesus. We can't get to the Father except through the Son, Jesus. And we have an and if we have no anchor, we have no anchor to Jesus without the Holy Spirit. And I want to tell you today, my soul is anchored. My soul, my soul is anchored. In Psalms 1, it tells us, in verse 1, it says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Now to me, if I just break it down in plain English, English, we have to watch who we are around. We have to watch our company we keep because there are other anchors that would desire to pull us away from God. In verse 2 of Psalm 1, it says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and, meditate day and night. Now for me, this means that we have to tend to the chains attached to our anchor. We do this in the natural if we have a boat, right? We must cling the rope attached to the anchor to make sure it's not torn, or if there, if it happened to be chains, we would need to check for rust and clean it. Clean it appropriately, taking special care to not lose our connection to what safely keeps us grounded. So as it is in the spirit, it is in the natural. We must keep rust out of our spirit, out of our minds, and continue to meditate on God's word so that we strengthen our connections and stay anchored to Jesus by way of the Holy Spirit and therefore can get access to God through Jesus. One thing we have to remember in life, waves waves might increase in the ocean, which could wreak havoc on a rusty chain or a tethered rope, and the boat might start to rock. But as we take inventory of our surroundings, survival is imminent because we're prepared for this. We knew turbulence from strong winds would come to rock the boat of our lives but because we are anchored in God's word we must rock and and we must hold on to him we might rock but we won't sink Holy Spirit won't allow the cares of this world to allow us to be capsized by the waters that come to drown us we have to block out the noise of the winds of this life but we can't do it if we're not anchored to the world if we are anchored to the world and what people think about us, what people would say, what folks say, and what does social media have on me? What is this life all about? Enough. I need to stay in the ark of safety. 
And we can do that by venturing over to Psalm 91 and 1. And it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. What this means to me is that I can take refuge in God. He will hide me from the enemy, from the naysayers, from my haters, from Satan, and from myself. That's why there are things we don't even know about ourselves. If God revealed all of us to us, we would be the first before the enemy had a chance to self-sabotage what God has done or getting ready to do. Now that's, of course, if you're not anchored to God's word, then you will know that if you are anchored, you will know that you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you, that you are the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. So he gives us our blessings in doses so we don't mess it up and so that the enemy can't pervert our blessings to try to steal our faith. Now back to Psalm 1 and 3, it says, And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So instead of the waters being the trials of this life overtaking you, you will be the tree planted and anchored by the Holy Ghost and won't bend or break. This is what happens when you're anchored. You will be the tree. And how I know, it gives us confirmation in Isaiah 43, 1-5. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, because there will be water sometimes, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for thee. Since thou wast precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore will I give men for thee and people for thy life. Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. So, as I said before, you know that their trouble may come. You can be in trouble and come out without the smell of smoke because Jesus is there with us all along. He never promised us, not one time, that trouble wouldn't come. He said, in fact, weapons will form, but they won't prosper, meaning you might get hurt, but it will not take you out of the game. Scars can remind us of God's power and deliverance because we felt the pain, but because the Lord was with us, we made it out. And now we can tell about how God saw fit to still have mercy and show his grace, which is sufficient for us as we all are sinners and don't deserve the blessings of eternal life and salvation, which is why we can't earn salvation. It's been freely given. Therefore, if we meet God, if we meet and speak and dwell daily to show God we are, we are in this life for him, that we will come to him and trust that he has it all in control and that we feel safe in his arms and we can move ourselves, our opinions, our agendas, and our will out of the way and allow God to be the anchor we need and have his way in our lives. You know, Jesus is the truth, the way, and the life. And I'd rather be anchored to God, to a God that knows my end before my beginning started. Isn't that amazing? He knows that number of hairs on my head in your head. He knew what sins that I would commit, and yet he still reserved his grace for me and for you. We owe it to God to stay anchored. 
So I tell you, dust off those ropes and those chains and remove any weak links that will profit us nothing but a rocky boat, a.k.a. life. And Psalms 1 verse 4 says, The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Those that are not anchored will eventually sink in their troubles and life's troubles. That is my take on that. Those that are not anchored in the Lord will eventually float away from their ark of safety and eventually sink in the cares of this world. And verse 5 says, Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Simply put, the unrighteous will miss their chance to be saved. God gave you a raft, and you didn't take it. He sent the plane, and you didn't take it. You know, it's, it's you know, verse 6 says, For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Now, in order to explain that, I'll read Psalm 37, 23, and 25 says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. God is happy when we walk right in a right way, when we first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It's not that we're good, it's that we're walking in a righteous way, trying to be in a right standing with God. God delighteth in that. He's happy when we do that. And it says, though he fall, the one that was trying to walk good, even though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Now, if God is upholding me with his hand, that sounds like mercy to me. That sounds like grace to me because I fell, right? I was good and then I made a mistake. That's God's mercy. Even when we mess up, he helps us up. He dusts us off and give us the ring, the fatted calf and our robe like the father did the prodigal son. He welcomed his son back with open arms. He literally ran to go meet him. That's what God does to us. He will leave the 99 to get the one. He, get, he gathers us like a hen gathers her chicks. He protects us. In, number, in verse 25 of Psalm 37 and 23, through 25 says i have been young and now i'm old yet have i not seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging bread when the prodigal son left before he left he demanded that his father give him his inheritance he didn't want to wait till his dad died and he gave it to him and he went and squandered it away yet and still he still even though he had to eat what the pigs were eating god still saw fit for him to have something but he had to remember he lost his way and remember who he was. He lost his anchor. His anchor was his father. His father was the one that was keeping him connected. But he lost his way. And he had to turn back around. So I tell you, if, if we can stay anchored into the Lord, we won't lose our way. And because he will order our steps, right? So we can stay anchored by daily meditating and reading God's word, allowing him to meet you in our situations, right? To speak to him in prayer and dwelling in his presence. This shows God that you are seeking after him and in turn will allow us in his mind. The word of God is the mind of God. Therefore, we need to remove the cares of this world and take on the whole new mindset. So Philippians 2 and 5 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So once we are anchored in the word of God and have his mind, we will start to have access to the kingdom of God where he reveals more parts of himself to us and reveals parts of us to us by way of prophecy, which is 
past, present, and future. It's basically getting access to God's mind and his glory being revealed to us by and by. Positioning, meaning our heart posture, being anchored in God's will. We're willingly allowing God to come in, willingly laying down our our life for him, willingly submitting to him. And that all takes processing, which is staying in the lane God has for us while life is changing, while life is moving. And that comes with pressure. That's the life, that's life's crushing that removes, that re, that we has to remove our daily flesh mindset. We have to die daily to ourselves. Jesus was the anchor and will always be the anchor we need. We always think when we say, well, Jesus never broke character as saying he never sinned, which he didn't. But the fact that Jesus didn't break character and say, I'm God, forget this. I'm not about to die for these people. They're ungrateful. He, he, didn't, he didn't say, I'm God, I'm out. In fact, he went through with the process and was anchored to his own plan and his purpose to keep his positioning, to allow his hidden glory to be manifested through the pressures of this life unto death. So we can see how to also not break character. Because now we have the mind of Christ because we've been meditating doing through day and night right we can see how not to break character while we're going through our processes to the revealing of our glory jesus fulfilled all prophecy by and by and by the holy spirit he reveals to us through prophecy through dreams visions words of knowledge and the such our past present and future that we might be edified and anchored in hope and faith in god's holy word no matter what we are facing we must trust god all the way not half the way, not straddling the fence, not being double-minded, because a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways and shall expect to see, receive nothing from the Lord. We must trust God all the way to know that his plan will never fail. But we have to be anchored to his vision and version of our lives and not our own. You realize that there it could be more than one outcome of your life, depending on what you allow, depending on if you trust God, depending on if you're anchored to him. Hey, if you're not anchored to him, it could be an inversion to God's plan. But it could be the version that he wants if you just trust in him. I'd rather not be adverse to God. That's the opposite of what God would want for me, right? He said, I would, he said, you're given two choices, life and death. I wish that you choose life. So he tells you what the choices are and gives you a choice because he's a loving father. I feel like I would rather choose life, wouldn't you? So we must trust God all the way to know that his plan will never fail. But we have to be anchored to his ver- His vision, what he sees for us, and his version, the way he sees it for our lives and not our own. We will win if we have ourselves rooted in our anchor, whom is the Christ, the Holy One, the Anointed One. He is the rock, our shield, our exceedingly great reward. If we stay anchored, God says in Isaiah 43 and 15, 16, I am the Lord, your only one, the creator of Israel, your king, thus saith the Lord, which maketh the way and the sea and a path and the mighty waters. We need an anchor. I really hope that you really get this and understand that our ark of safety is Jesus. He is, is, is seated, seated at the right hand of his father and majesty making intercessions for us because see when God looks at us he would see our sin otherwise but because Jesus paid the ultimate price 
and he makes intercession for us. The moment that we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, God no longer looks at us as our sin. He looks at us and see what we're supposed to be because he sees Jesus. He sees the price that was paid. We were bought with a price. And because Jesus left this earth when he died and he was ascended to heaven, he said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send my Holy Spirit. We just recently celebrated Pentecost, which was day 50 after Jesus died. 40 days he showed himself after his passion, meaning after he resurrected to the keys to death, hell, and the grave. He showed himself to those that believe. He no longer wasted time showing himself to people who didn't believe. There's going to be a time and a season where those that don't believe won't have a chance. So you have a chance now. But the day of Pentecost has come, and that means that when you're in one accord, you can pray and the Holy Spirit will show up. He's now inside of us, and all you have to do is ask him to come in. All you have to do is ask him to be your guide, be your God, be your Lord. Order your steps, show you the way, give you a vision, show him, show, show, ask him to show you his version of what your life should look like. Father God, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for Holy Spirit. We thank you for allowing us to not be alone, to not be comfortless, to not be aimless in this world, that you've given us an opportunity to be able to see the beauty that beholds us, the the glory that you're showing us in our life, Father God. We thank you for keeping us safe. We thank you for loving us and covering us and showing us that you love us and looking past our faults and seeing our needs. We know that you are our anchor, Lord God, so we will meditate in your word day and night. We will choose life, and we know that you are our anchor that keeps us safe. We know that you shield us like never before, and we know that you are the anchor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. And until next time, this is Wisdom Wednesday. Remember, we need an anchor. And Jesus is the anchor. Until next time. Bye.